102.5 FM, KXSFLP San Francisco, and KXSF.FM. You're tuned in to Spark, informing minds, inspiring ideas, igniting innovation. Let the conversation sink into your soul. This is Kelly Marlowe, host of Spark. Is it important for you to buy from companies that focus on sustainability or social good? Today, I'm talking with Katie Tyson, co-founder of Hive, about the movement towards values-driven shopping. She shares through the Hive marketplace how we can consume with a goal of making positive impact. Thank you for joining me on Spark today, Katie. Yes, thank you for having me. What is the Hive platform? Hive is an online grocery platform where um, individuals who want to find great products that are not only natural and organic, but are contributing to the world, to the environment in a meaningful way. So everything that is on the site is vetted for sustainability and social impact. And I can speak to that significantly more. But it's a place to really easily shop your values. And what challenge are you solving with the Hive platform that doesn't exist now? It was amazing when we first started working on this. I really wanted to understand how are people shopping today? Kind of how big is the group of people who want to shop their values? And so we started talking with different folks who are more of this conscious consumer, if you will. And I was really amazed to see just how challenging it is today to shop your values. So a lot of the folks that we spoke to are really having to do a lot of the hard work of research and trying to figure out what makes one brand better for the world versus another and what matters and making heads and tails of all of this kind of different and conflicting information out there. And then having to shop across multiple different sites and multiple different stores to assemble their ideal basket, if you will. And so really the problem we're trying to solve is it's not easy to shop your values today. It's not easy to know what matters. It's not easy to know what makes one brand or one product better than another. Um, And it's really not easy to know if brands are truly living their values or if it's good marketing. And so that's really what we tried to set out to do to create a one-stop shop where you know and you can trust that everything is vetted for those criteria that really matter. And then we put it all very front and center so it's really easy to understand, easy to to digest, and and easy to feel good about. So it sounds like you're going to become the Etsy platform for sustainable products that's comprised of our artisans are making them. Would you say that's kind of the direction that Hive is going? I would say it's it's a pretty good way to think about it. The one major difference between us and Etsy is that we actually um, buy all of the inventory from the brand partners that we're working with and that we're supporting. And so you would get, if you ordered, you know, seven different items from us from seven different brands, it would come to you in one box directly from Hive versus coming from seven different brands, if that makes sense. What are the values that define Hive and how are they reflected on the platform? From a values perspective, there are five different criteria that we use when we're vetting different brands and products, and we call it the Hive Five. The first is really at a baseline, we want to make sure that this is a product that if you're buying it, you're going to feel good about consuming it or using it. 
So it's got to have simple ingredients, it's got to be natural. And then we really go above and beyond to vet the products to make sure they really do what they say they're going to do. So if it's a natural cleaning product, for example, that it really works, or if it's a food product that it tastes great and it's going to be something that you're really excited to eat and to share with others. The second criteria is we really dig into the sustainability. We look for low impact ingredients. So we look into the supply chains of all of our brands and products. We make sure there aren't any problematic um, commodities from problematic regions. We look for brands that are practicing fair trade and direct trade and that really know their farmers, know their makers on a one-to-one basis. Um, And there's a lot that we dig into there. Thirdly, we look for recyclable packaging where possible. Um, In some categories, that is very easy to achieve. In others, like potato chips, for example, there are no good curbside recyclable options. So we really look for what's best in class and best available. And then our goal is to help move the industry forward, whether that is letting our brands know when new materials come out or um, we've got a really amazing partnership with TerraCycle to take items that are not curbside recyclable and create a new recycling stream for them. The fourth piece we look for is we look for low carbon footprints. We look for brands that are doing carbon offsetting, that are using renewable energy sources and things like that. And then the fifth piece is we look for brands that are supporting a social cause in a meaningful way. So that could be anything from having a strong relationship with a nonprofit, donating a percentage of product, um, to even making sure that we have a nice diverse mix of makers on our site. A lot of our folks are women-owned or BIPOC-owned, and that's really important to us as well. Is it hard to find vendors that meet all, of, all or most of the criteria? Surprisingly, it, there are a lot of brands out there that are doing really amazing work, maybe surprisingly to some. I think that, and, and that's one of the reasons we started the company as well. We have a, a leadership team that's really deeply rooted in the world of consumer packaged goods. And I think we, over time, started to see that brands were come, a lot of emerging brands were really coming out with great missions, great stories, um, a real focus on sustainability, a focus on making, making great products, and we're still really struggling to make it and struggling to compete in traditional retail. And so for us, it's been really a great thing to get to know a lot more of these brands that are doing all of these things really well and being incredibly thoughtful and conscious. And so the harder part is really helping to grow those brands. There is a pretty large group, an abundance of really interesting players that are doing really, really good work, but just that a lot of people don't know about. The real challenge is finding them. And then the real reason we are excited to partner with them and they're excited to partner with us is we can help to get them that exposure and get them in front of that right shopper. Is it difficult for them to be in traditional markets because they don't have the marketing dollars to be on the shelf space? Yeah, there's a couple of pieces. So with traditional retail, there are often really significant fees associated with even getting on the shelf. Um, And then once you're on the shelf, you often do have to commit to very significant marketing spend, which a lot of these brands either cannot do or just don't have the means to do it or don't have the time to do it. And then they're competing with a lot of the big behemoth conglomerates that do have those dollars and are just dominating shelf space and dominating share of voice. So it's kind of a combination of how competitive things are and the big players there and then just how things are structured and set up with traditional retail. And even a lot of our brands have been 
trying to go to direct to consumer through selling from their own websites. And that is also incredibly cost prohibitive and also takes a ton of time. So we're really trying to take that off of the plates of these makers so that they can focus on what they do best, which is making awesome products. How are all your shipments 100% carbon neutral? So we've got an amazing partnership with a company called Cloverleaf, um, and we set that up from day zero. So really the intention was we wanted to make sure that we were offsetting any of the carbon from our shipping. That's a really important value of ours. And then we've gone above and beyond, and we actually are offsetting all of the carbon associated with our operations as a company as well. But the way that it works is basically anytime an order is placed on the site, the shipping weight and then the shipping, the carbon that would be associated with the distance it's traveling is automatically fed to Cloverly. And that then is automatically fed to one of the, I believe, five or six carbon offsetting projects that we are supporting through our partnership. So we will basically pay for any of the carbon that is emitted, and then it, it goes directly to a reforestation reforestation project in the United States in such a way that it is making up for um, and neutralizing the carbon that is used. What an interesting strategy. Something that we're really proud of and that our head of sustainability has been incredibly intentional about really selecting the right partner and also selecting the right projects that are not just going to benefit us in 10 years down the line, like a lot of carbon offsetting projects can, but are really making a difference now. What would you like to see in the direction of values-driven grocery shopping? We talk a lot about Whole Foods and the amazing work that they did when it came to really bringing natural and organic to the forefront of conversation. We would really like to be the drivers of sustainability and social impact in the space and making that a really important criteria. And so what success looks like to me in the future is similarly to what Whole Foods did. Whole Foods grew in and of themselves, and they really drove the discourse around natural and organic. But then regular grocery stores started really focusing on building out their natural and organic presence, too. And I would love to see a world in which this becomes such an important part of the the discussion that regular grocery stores down the street start to add their own sustainability and social impact sections of the store as well. Would you say the platforms focus on changing consumer behavior or is it the platform mm-hmm. as a choice for the conscious consumer? Right now we're we're more focused on the latter. So we know there are a decent amount of shoppers out there who are already thinking about this and who want to be shopping this way and we are basically presenting the ability to do that on a silver platter. Over time, I think there's more opportunity and there's a lot of excitement around the ability to actually shift consumer behavior and make this a bigger part of the consideration set. So I think that's going to be something that we get more and more excited about as we grow. But for now, we're really focused on serving that conscious shopper. If one of the brands that Hive supports is purchased by a bigger company that doesn't have the same core values, which happens all the time. Would you drop the brand then? The short answer is yes. The longer answer is it would really depend on who buys them, what their practices are, and how much that actually impacts the day-to-day operations of the brand as a whole, which I think we all know 
and could rattle off examples where that has been negative. But at the same time, there are a decent amount of the larger players who are doing pretty good things. And we don't completely shut brands away that are associated with bigger companies. I mean, most of our brands are independent. Most of our brands are family owned. Most of them are small and upcoming. But if they meet our high five criteria, if they were doing the right things, we would not inherently cut them out just because they're big. You pointed out Whole Foods started as a market for those who wanted to healthier, focus on organic, and now it's kind of become mainstream, right, in terms of value, even though it's more expensive to shop at Whole Foods. So hopefully people feel the same way about sustainable products. What do you see that would be the driver for that? Do you believe it's education or what do you think will push that forward just like it did for Whole Foods? Right. I do think education's a huge piece of the puzzle. And I think that is really what's driven this to date. People are becoming more and more aware of the consequences of global warming, the consequences of a lot of other big movements that are out there in the world right now. So the more conversation about those things and the more desire there is to do something about it. And I think what's really kind of rounding the corner now is I think where people were once feeling somewhat helpless in terms of being able to actually make a substantive difference, even over the last call it nine to 12 months, there have been so many micro movements popping up where people are starting to see that they as individuals truly can make a difference. And one of the easiest ways to make a difference is to use our wallets to do that. Um, And to vote with our dollars is kind of what we talk about a lot. So I think as people continue to learn about the problems of the world and then really see that they actually can participate in making a a substantive difference. That's one big driver. I would say that the other side of of the education is specifically on like the food and the commodities level, really showing people why that matters. Like when we first started on this journey, we really wanted to focus on food and on grocery because those are the things that we're consuming every single day. Those are huge contributors to to landfill waste. And then over time, and especially in working with our our head of sustainability, who is just brilliant in this space, really have come to learn how much our food system contributes to a lot of our environmental issues. So I think the more people learn about that and the more plastic straws and plastic bags and like, you know, individual products are kind of highlighted and then rallied around, I think the more this is going to catch on. Oh, just the amount of food waste itself, freight. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, really, the the entire food stream, there are just every single piece of that is contributing (laughs) negatively in some way. And so there's a lot of room for for improvement. Well, what's interesting is Amazon acquired Whole Foods, so it's made it more accessible, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, it's kind of contradiction values. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it's been it's been a, a disheartening to see, which I think is partially why we're really excited to enter the space as well. I think, you know, Whole Foods has changed a lot over the last couple of years, especially with the introduction of Amazon into the business. And what, a lot of what they were really doing well and that people loved, we really want to bring to the consumer. 
What do you think about the contradiction that now it's more accessible to people because Amazon's made it more available everywhere? At the same time, you have all these small mom and pop or small vendors that are probably not going to make it right through that platform. Right. I would agree with that. Uh, I, I think that it's been interesting to see. I mean, Whole Foods, you know, Whole Foods has done an amazing job. They also do have a pretty high cost of entry when it comes to brand partnerships. And so it's, there's, there's kind of always been a barrier around that. And then I think with the advent of Amazon, I mean, they do sit, sort of operate separately, but Amazon as a whole is an incredibly difficult, difficult platform for these small brands to break through within. I mean, they all are there because they have to be for the most part. I would say there are very few of our brands that are not trying to do something on Amazon, but a lot of them are are really struggling there. And a lot of them are doing it more of like using the platform themselves versus being carried by Amazon. And so then that speaks to a lot of the more problematic things I, I mentioned earlier of you order 10 things and you get 10 different boxes. Right. I think that's the appeal of your platform is the fact that everyone is going there for the same values. They know all the products meet the standards that they're looking for and that they're committed to sustainability and as well as doing social good. Do you see Hive growing into other categories over time? We do. We're, we're talking a lot about that now. Um, we are launching personal care, so a little bit of a foray into the world of beauty and body and things like that in the next couple of weeks. And I think we're going to explore potentially going deeper there. If we continue on the strong growth trajectory that we are planning to, there's a world in which we start to enter some of the more complicated uh, categories of grocery when it comes to online. So potentially fresh, potentially frozen. Those are things that we're thinking about as well. Can you tell us about some of the products that are on the platform right now that we can get excited about? Oh, my gosh. I mean, there are so many amazing products on the platform. I mean, you know, in addition to all of the great stuff that they're doing in the world that just tastes so good. So um, I'll give you a couple of my favorites. There's a brand, Tony's Chocolonely, which is a chocolate bar brand. They are doing amazing work when it comes to really shining a light on cocoa production in West Africa and how um, often that involves slave and child labor. So they're taking a very, very hard stand against that. Um, and then their chocolate is just absolutely divine. So they are phenomenal. There is a trail mix brand on the site that I absolutely love called Share. They're out of Austin and they're really small, just getting started. They're using only the best ingredients in their mix. Um, and they are, I think, contributing more than 1% to the planet. And they've got the most compostable snack bag I've ever seen. So it's something when we first found them, we were super, super excited to onboard them into the platform and then we've been super excited to tell a lot of our other snack partners about that new packaging technology that they've uncovered that we hadn't really seen before so that one is amazing we've got a lot of great cleaning brands there are two that really stand out for me there's squeak which is really really highly natural ewg certified smells incredible just uses like the best mix of essential oils and then They've got um, concentrated refills as well. So once you've got the, their bottle or, you, I mean, any real glass spray bottle that you have, that is a great way to lower your carbon footprint, lower the amount of packaging you're using, and then 
also saves them money. There literally every there are so many brands on the site that are phenomenal. We've got a a spice brand called Burlap and Barrel that is definitely a little bit more of an investment, but the the spices are unbelievable. They are all sourced fair trade, and they do amazing work with the markets that they source from. And all of their spices really just like elevate everything that you make from from home, especially we're cooking like more and more at home these days. And so having a really, really good spice makes all the difference. But yeah, I could, I could, I could go on and on about all of the awesome brands that we have on the site. Well, I look forward to exploring through your marketplace. Where can people learn more about the Hive platform? So our website is hivebrands.com. There is a plethora of information there. There's also a plethora of, I think now we're over a thousand different products so much to explore and so much to learn as well. Well, thank you for sharing the Hive Marketplace and look forward to seeing more. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time um, and for all of the thoughtful questions.